century number 10 for Brendan Taylor. He's got the Australian captain. We're talking about Rivada, we're talking about how good he is. And there it is. It's 39th one day international 100. The King gets his crown at the Adelaide Oval. Go on, take it. Deep mid Wigan. Glenn Maxwell celebrates Rick Coley. Cannot believe it in the middle of the ground. Welcome to the DNet Stumps podcast. Zimbabwe's only weekly cricket show with expert analysis by Dean Duplessis. And what a joy and pleasure it is to be back with you. Hello and a very warm welcome to the podcast. And uh, if you're listening for the first time and you'd like to spread the news about the Dean at Stumps podcast, you are welcome to do so. Please tell friends and family members that you can subscribe to the podcast via your preferred podcast feed. So in other words, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Overcast, and so on and so on. There's quite a few podcast feeds around. Right then, coming up in the show, we actually have two guests, which is uh, a nice change. First of all, we're going to be hearing from uh, undoubtedly Zimbabwe's most successful coach. He coached Zimbabwe from 1996 up until 2000. He was also Zimbabwe's very first test captain, captaining the side from 1992 until 1993. He scored Zimbabwe's first test 100 in 92 against India. He also scored Zimbabwe's first one-day international 100 against New Zealand in the 1987 World Cup in India. And he is now back as Zimbabwe's head coach 22 years later. Would you believe it? Some of you listening to the podcast wouldn't even have been born when David Houghton, who is back as Zimbabwe's head coach, last coached the side. So we're going to be hearing from him. And then we're also going to be hearing from Regis Chakaba, Zimbabwe's vice-captain and, of course, we could keep her better as well. Well, uh, the news has broken that uh, Dave Houghton is now once again the head coach of Zimbabwe. It broke um, uh, about eight or nine days ago, depending on when you're listening to the podcast. Basically, after the third and final T20 international against Afghanistan was when the news broke. Now, of course, don't forget we have these vital T20 World Cup qualify matches that will be played down in Bulawayo in early July. And, uh, of course, uh, Dave Houghton was very keen to talk about these upcoming games. I caught up with Davey a little earlier on during the week. Well, first of all, Dave, welcome back. It's it's fantastic to have you properly back in the system. I mean, you've been quite involved at franchise level and, and you've been in and out of the system and around the system for a bit. Uh, but I would imagine you must be quite happy to be back as head coach again. Yeah, it's 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 not a position I saw myself ever doing again. You know, I did it in the late 90s and early 2000s, and have done various other things in between. Of course, a lot of that being county cricket. But um, when the opportunity arose, I jumped at it because um, I want to help my country. I want to help Zimbabwe cricket get back to the heights that we've been at. And uh, I mean, it's it's going to be a quite different scenario, I guess, because as you said, the last time you coached Zimbabwe was in, well, you wrapped up in 2000. 22 years later, quite a bit has changed in, in terms of structures and so on. Yeah, the structures have changed, but of course, cricket itself has, uh, has evolved. You know, the T20 game wasn't around in 2000. Um, it's now the biggest game in the world. So a lot of things have changed. Fortunately, I haven't been out of the game for 22 years. I've been, you know, in the English game and county cricket in particular. So I've been keeping abreast of, of the changes and the involve, uh, you know, evolving of the game. So in a way, I can look at it and say, well, I'm here 22 years later to do the job again, but with 22 years more experience. That's wonderful. Um, what is it that you 
would like to bring back to Zimbabwe cricket. My opinion is that for the last couple of years, Zimbabwe have become a very conservative team and they've played a lot of what I'd refer to as percentage cricket. Is that something, well, do you agree, first of all, with what I'm saying? And is that something that you'd like to change? Look, my experience of T20 cricket is it's a game that you have to play with uh, free spirit, with no fear. You know, um, that's my opinion. Um, and certainly if you look at the sides that do so well in the game throughout the world, that's the way they play. You know, I want the guys to uh, relish the um, the game itself, relish the uh, pressure that's upon us to play, but go out and play with complete freedom. You, they have to make good decisions at the right time under pressure, but... You know, I have no problem with the guys playing ramps and sweeps and reverse sweeps and, you know, bowlers bowling all different balls. However, you know, there's a method to the game as well, so you need to use them at the right time, pick the right variation to use. But most importantly for me, you've got to play with fun, you've got to play with freedom, and you've got to play fearless. When you have a team who has been continuously and mercilessly beaten, which has been the case with Zimbabwe, it hasn't gone well for them for quite some time. How, in the very short space of time that you have been afforded, do you turn it around and do you once again instill belief, confidence and all those ingredients that go towards the success of a team? Dean, I'm going to take you back a little bit because I know you've got a good memory. But, you know, in, in, in my day, before we would test status, you know, we would play against touring international A-sides. They would come here and thoroughly drill us. You know, we'd put up some good fights and there'd be some good individual performances, but we might win one game against the West Indies A-side or one game against Pakistan A-side. And then we would have to go and play every four years after these hidings at home, which we considered a learning phase more than being a hiding. We'd have to go to the Associate Members World Cup and win it every time. You know, so we did that three times over 12 years. We went to the Associate Member sides and we beat them. And we showed the difference between a side that we were then we were sort of in limbo, we weren't quite good enough to be a test side, but we were miles ahead of the associate member sides. And I think that's the attitude we've got to take into this qualifier. You know, we are the side that's had test status for the last 20 years. We are a better side than these other guys, and we've got to go there and actually give them a drubbing. And, you know, there will be pressure on us, we'll be the only side with pressure, because all the other sides coming here are not expecting to win. We are going to win. So we've got that pressure on our backs, we should enjoy it, and I believe we can go out and beat these sides. Um, a lot of people who perhaps are just getting to grips with the game won't quite understand that how is it that you can have your, the head coach who was an out-and-out free-flowing middle-order batsman and Lance Klusner as batting coach? Is there not maybe perhaps going to be a, a difference of opinions as to you also being a former batter and Lance being a former batter and you put them together in the mix or is it a combination that actually works very well? Look, um, I mean, if I, if I just look at the, my recent past in county cricket and so on, so if you're a head coach of a county, which I've been a number of times, you've got a batting coach and a bowling coach with you as well. And the same thing applies, you know. We, are we going to have any sort of um, cross-communication or mixed, mixed feelings? And, and the answer lies in how you work with your staff. I get on particularly well with Lance. I've known him many, many years, played against him. I actually coached him for a short while when he was at Northants. Um, I will get on very well with him and he will certainly be given his role to play within that side and, and that is to take charge of how our batting uh, unit plays as a group and uh, what we expect from the batting group will come from him. He will of course go through me as well and get my opinions on it. And I will work exactly the same with Stuyumatsu Kanyeri, Papa Ngubi who's going to be looking after the bowlers through this uh, qualifier and anybody else who's on our staff. Um, you know, you want a successful team 
you've got to create the environment and part of creating the environment is create an environment with your staff as well. And it's a wonderful thing to see that the likes of Jabalun Nube, Stuart Matsukanyeri, you've actually worked pretty extensively with them as players as well. So you probably have some sort of understanding as to their thought processes. Look, these guys played well in their day and they're good cricket coaches. If you listen to them, if you watch how they work, they work tirelessly and they've got good knowledge. And both these guys have, have got uh, level three international coaching certificates now. So they're both qualified as well. And I want them to be up front there and working with the players and the players want them to work with them. So it's a good combination. And as I said to you again, I will make sure that our staff is working as a, as a unit and working as one. And it would also be good to see perhaps... Um, players understanding their roles a bit better um, and it's not down to anybody's fault per se but but maybe just with the experience that you have of coaching counties and also being the head coach of Zimbabwe players understanding that maybe at times roles need to change so basically they, they don't necessarily always going to bat at number three or number five and so on. There's going to be one uh, overall riding role for the, for the players or, or two actually because there's two for, two sides to the game the batsman's role is going to be very simple you score as many runs as you can as often as you can and we get to decent targets the bowlers you stop the other side scoring as many runs as we did and those are the simple roles where you bat within the team is irrelevant to me that is the role that those guys must have in their minds we're out there to score runs the side that scores the most runs wins. It's a simple, simple uh, equation. Um, but our bowlers in particular need to understand that their job is to stop people scoring runs. Um, I don't want to see bowlers going out there trying to get wickets. If you stop people scoring runs effectively, the wickets will fall naturally. Now, the T20 World Cup qualifiers and the 50 of World Cup qualifiers obviously are first and foremost on your uh, your tick list, I suppose you could call but I would imagine knowing you as well as I do, you have a much bigger and broader um, aspect of, of what it is that you want from this team as well moving forward. Yeah, well, I mean, the qualifiers are important. <coughs> Excuse me. We missed the last qualification and we want to make sure that we go to this World T20. That's the first and most important event for me. But it's also important for me how we do it. You know, I, we need to show that there is a gap between us and the um, associate member side. So I want to m not only win this tournament, I want to win it well. After that, we have uh, the possibility of Bangladesh at home, India at home, and Australia away. So we're back playing against the sides that we've been used to playing over the last 15 years. And it's important, once again, when we get onto those stages, that we show we are competitive at that level as well. Dave Houghton, all the very best. It's great to have you back and wishing you nothing but success, you and the team, uh, in, in tournaments and, and years going forward. Thanks, Dina. You're listening to Dean at Stumps, hosted by Dean Duplessis. Well, as uh, enthusiastic and as... Realistic as always, Zimbabwe's head coach, or should we say returning head coach after 22 years, Dave Houghton. Now, it gives me a great deal of joy to uh, welcome Reggie Chakava. Reg, thanks very much for joining us. I, I have to say that does sound like a wonderful breath of fresh air, doesn't it? Yeah, pleasure, Dean. Um, yeah, look, it is um, you know, good to have Dave back. And uh, you know, I've, I've had uh, the privilege of working with Dave a little bit previously, so it's obviously really nice to to have him back. Um, 
you heard of some you heard the entire interview that I had with him and some of the things that he spoke about and I think one of the things that is important to mention is he said that he wants the team to play not recklessly but to play fearlessly so it's obviously going to be very interesting to see how the team finds the balance between being reckless and fearless yeah for sure I think you know that's uh, obviously always the struggle for us betters nowadays isn't it uh very easy to to be fearless but also easy to be reckless you know so um you know obviously we've had a bit of a tough time in the last uh, you know couple of tours in particular and so you know looking forward to what Dave is going to bring to the side and you know obviously all looking forward to the qualifiers in particular so we heard Dave give his theories on how in the very short space of time he wants to try and turn uh, the team fortunes around because I mean, you are human after all. Would it be fair to say that morale and confidence has been low? And this is not anybody's fault, so nobody is being blamed for this. But regardless of who your coach is, if you have a string of bad performances, it does affect the morale of the team, doesn't it? I mean, 100%. You know, obviously, it's not nice losing. And in particular, when you lose, you know, quite a string of, uh, string of games and tours like that, you know, you always need to... So it's tough work to sort of try and get yourself back up again. But, you know, like we always say, in particular in the game, you know, you, your next best innings may always be the next one, you know. So hopefully, again, you know, the qualifiers will be quite a turnaround for us. So as I was alluding to, we, we heard what Dave, how, what he wants to do. He wants, he's explained what, he, what brand of cricket he wants the team to play. But he did also say that he wants the team to have fun so that they play in as relaxed and as happy environment as possible. So we've heard it from the coach's perspective. Now, you individually as a batter and as a keeper, unfortunately, you've also not been in the greatest of forms due to a couple of persistent niggling injuries. How do you mentally prepare yourself to still have self-belief in yourself as a cricketer and in your teammates around you, again, in the short space of time that you've been given? Well, I think, you know, um, it was uh, really nice to, I think firstly, you know, with the bad form, you know, I suppose you understand as a sportsman that that happens to anybody, you know, and I've been through that sort of thing previously before and, you know, back out into some good form again. So it helps to have, you know, been under those sort of experiences before. And so, you know, I was also quite happy, you know, and quite glad to have the teammates around me and, you know, some, a lot of the support staff to, you know, who were very much helpful in terms of just continuing to affirm, you know, that, look, this is a, you know, a down patch, but you will come out of it. And so it's been good to get a bit of rest at the moment, you know, sort of refresh the mind a little bit. And, uh, you know, once we get to Blawaya next week, uh, you know, back at training and, you know, full force at it. A lot of people, Reggie, that when they have go through very bad slumps, some athletes and sports people re resort to meditating. Others just have a complete breakaway, and you know they all find their getaway place. What is yours? Do you, or do you have anything that you resort to when you really are struggling, other than a bit of rest and recuperation or spending time in the nets? Is there something different that you do completely away from cricket to try and refresh the the mind? Um, 
Yeah, I've got a few hobbies, you know. I mean, I think the the first and probably biggest thing for me really is just uh, my faith in God, you know. And so uh, ultimately I always know what place to put cricket in in terms of how I, you know, how I perceive life and, and how I look at things, you know. And so I always know that ultimately, you know, good times are coming ahead. Um, but, you know, apart from that, uh, just some other hobbies outside the game. I enjoy golf. Uh, I spend a lot of time with Craig and uh, Ryan and a few of the other boys that play golf. So, you know, golf is a getaway game, if I can put it like that, you know, and really helps us to tune away from the game. A lot of players I know also resort to going on to, for example, YouTube and watching some of their more special innings. Uh, or watching some of their icons and and how they were able to get themselves back into form again. Now, growing up, who were the cricketers you looked up to domestically and then internationally? I think uh, domestically, Tatenda Taibu was uh, definitely one of the guys that I you know uh, looked up to a lot. You know, obviously had the the privilege to play with him quite uh, quite a lot as well. So Tatenda was, uh, especially being a wicketkeeper as well, you know, he was the one guy that I looked up to a lot. And I think internationally, again, from a young age, it was always Sachin, you know, um, but as the days rolled by, you know, I started looking uh, up to a lot of guys like A.B., Virat Kohli, you know, uh, Barbara Zam. Kane Williamson, you know, and so, yeah, quite a few guys that I can say I really enjoy watching them play and try to pick up stuff from them as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's get back to these qualifiers because they are first and foremost in, in our thoughts at the moment. Are you able to tell us a bit about the teams that you are going to be uh, in, uh, the, the same, the, the team who's in your group? Because it's a bit tricky, isn't it? You don't always know these oppositions too well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, you know, so I, I've been following up on uh, Jez in particular because obviously I think they'll be in our group. Uh, so I've watched just a little bit of footage. Um, but yeah, there hasn't been much to, to go by. I think our analyst will probably get a little bit more and we'll obviously go through most of them uh, once we get in camp as well. Okay, fair enough. And then, of course, uh, the Netherlands, which I, I understand are not in Zimbabwe's group, but, you know, maybe towards the, the end, maybe finals, semi-finals, they, they're always a tricky bunch because you never quite know what you're going to get from them. Yeah, I mean, uh, funny enough, I was watching uh, the games recently when they played New Zealand, you know, and uh, they, they look like they've been doing well as well, you know, so they'll be uh, ones to watch as well going forward. Another bit of a dark horse, Reggie, is the USA, because the USA predominantly have a lot of players who uh, play their, their cricket. A lot of them have actually played in the Ranji Trophy, which is India's local um, four-day tournament. Uh, but they also ha have a few players who've, who've played a little bit of cricket in the Caribbean. So you never know, there may very well be a mystery spinner or somebody who is capable of bowling at 150 kilometers an hour. I mean, you... You know, you can't laugh at that anymore because that is a real possibility. No, not anymore. I mean, uh, I think, you know, um, sports is a great humbler, you know, and uh, you can never look down upon anyone or, or any side. So we'll definitely be taking every side we play, you know, very seriously. But, you know, again, like what Dave said, you know, I think uh, we have to show our class and we have to show that, you know, we're a test-playing nation and we just have to come out really strong. Reg, would I be... Fair. Would it be a fair comment to suggest that 
the Achilles heel of Zimbabwe's batters for a number of years now has been there has been that they struggle to at times play spin and in particular left arm spin so sometimes we have obviously seen batters get on top of them but it's more in an aggressive manner so lots of times you'll see batters take them on and, and be successful with reverse sweeps and and big hits and, and trying to score boundaries off them but when it comes to rotating strike that does seem to be an area which has bedeviled um i suppose zimbabwe cricket and in particular the batters for a long long time would that would that be a fair comment and and if so is that something that you would like to correct and address um i think you know in particular just uh, looking forward to to these qualifiers i think uh, it's just going to be a matter of how we get our preparations going as well and you know um especially having lance klusner at the moment as batting coach i know that's something that he'll be, you know, looking to work with us, and we already started working on on that a little bit, uh, you know, for the Afghanistan series. And so, I remember the last time that he was here, you know, we had a tour to Sri Lanka where, you know, we worked so much on, um, you know, on all the different skills relating to to spinners in particular, you know, and we actually had a very successful uh, tour of Sri Lanka then. And so, I'm sure, no doubt, you know, we'll be looking to work on the same things leading up into the into the qualifiers now. It's quite interesting because, and I asked this question to Dave, as you heard, having listened to the interview yourself, we, we have a very interesting scenario where we have two batters who are going to be looking after you. Dave Houghton, obviously a wonderfully free-flowing, 360-degree type of batter back even in his era. A wonderful player of the reverse sweep, wasn't afraid to even sweep the fast bowlers. You can ask Alan Donald all about that. Um, then you have Lance Klusner, who was a, a, a brutal type of a player. So he would come down at, at number seven or number eight, and Zulu would get the job done for you in a combination of muscle and timing and everything that he had to offer. You put those two together, it, it does sound, certainly, just looking at it like a, a very promising prospect. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I know that they're all very professional people, you know, and I have no doubt that, um, you know, they'll be a great working pair together. And so, yeah, um, certainly, you know, it, it looks good to, to have them both, um, you know, in the picture. And then you have two people in Stuart Matsukinieri and Njaburu Nube. Uh, again, players who you would have played with regularly and played against uh, on, a re on a regular basis as well. So the nice thing now is that they are experienced coaches. Again, Dave Harton alluded to the fact that they have level three certificates, which is just absolutely marvelous for them. But the thing is that with Davey Harton being out of the system for quite some time, with Lance Klusner once again readjusting, well, both of them really, I suppose, readjusting themselves to the system, you still have... Stewie and Papa, as we call him, um, looking after you guys and, and knowing the, the majority of you inside out and back to front. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, you know, uh, like you said, you know, I've played with both of them for a long time and I've also now had both of them coaching, you know, and Stewie was my coach uh, for, for the Eagles side for a few years, you know, so... And I've had wonderful working relationships with, with both of them, you know. And so, I mean, you know, hugely experienced and also, you know, really getting into their own with the coaching bits, you know. So it's been really nice having them. And, you know, again, it's uh, it's looking exciting going forward.
Qualifiers have been a bit of a, a word that people don't really like using a lot around Zimbabwe cricket dressing rooms <laughs> due to what happened back in 2018. But do you think you're ready for this one? Do you think you're going to ensure that you qualify for this T20 World Cup? 100%. Uh, I think uh, there's not much to say really about that. Um, you know, we'll be coming strong and, you know, uh, looking for one result and one result alone. So, yeah. Regis, thank you very, very much indeed for your time and wishing you and, t and the entire team nothing but the very best. Thanks, Dean. Cheers. You're listening to Dean at Stumps, hosted by Dean Duplessis. Well, there you are. Fantastic. Nice to hear Regis Chakava sounding very positive and actually sounding quite fresh as well after a couple of uh, annoying injuries that he had to have a bit of physio for. But he certainly seems to be focused and heading in the right direction. Thank you very much indeed for listening to the show. It's been a pleasure being with you as per normal. And if you would like to get in touch with us in terms of sponsorship for the Dean at Stumps podcast, it would be greatly appreciated. And you're very welcome to do so by reaching out on my Twitter handle, which is at Dean underscore Plessis, P-L-E-S-S-I-S. And uh, it would be very much appreciated. We've got a lot of cricket coming up. We've got a lot of good things to talk about. But uh, until then, stay safe and goodbye for now. been listening to Dean at Stumps, Zimbabwe's only weekly cricket podcast.